Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes, Season 3, Episode 6. Joined here with my co-host, Brant. Welcome to the podcast. If you have not done so already, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Positive comment goes a long way. And make sure if you have not already done so, not only do you follow us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, but make sure that you hop over to our YouTube channel. We're dropping short clips from each episode over there each week. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. Hey, we greatly appreciate it. Brant, the Lions, 1-0. All aboard. Hype train. <laughs> You're pumped. I see that, dude. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how was your weekend, man? Like, did you love the football? Did you love everything about it or what? Oh, man. Just having football back-to-back <laughs> days like that. Just Is there anything better than just posting up, watching Sunday ticket, red zone? I mean, life doesn't get much better than that. I, do, I will say this, Brant. I loved, obviously, the outcome of the Lions game. Loved that they kicked off the season. Um, I also missed having them in the 1 o'clock slot on Sunday afternoon. I don't know how you felt, but like I kind of missed having the Lions on at 1 o'clock. No, yeah, that's always seems like their, their go-to slot, obviously. So, yeah, they are kind of missed there. But um, having them in the primetime window on Thursday night, I know it's not everyone's favorite because you almost have to stay up until midnight if you want to watch the whole thing, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but it is what it is to have them have that primetime slot. But um, I love college football. Don't get me wrong. College football is amazing. I love it. Um, having the pros back, though, there's just a different element to it, Dave, where it's like, man, it's nice to see the best of the best uh, out here doing their thing. And um, I don't know if you watched a lot of that game last night, but watching that Jets defensive line, dude, man, those are some men going to work, dude. That was that was awesome to see. Um, obviously the Aaron Rodgers things, I don't know if we'll touch on it later or not, but, um, you know, obviously his season over before it even really began crazy, crazy stuff this weekend. And I loved every second of it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Ton of, ton of good games. And I mean, we got, we got another weekend of it and that's just why we love this time of year. Looking forward to every single weekend and yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to, uh, to hop right into it. So let's do it. Brant. I want to welcome you to our first buy or sell segment of the year. And we're going to do a little bit around the the NFL. So I want to start here, of course, with the Lions. So Brant, buy or sell. The Lions have officially put the league on notice and are legitimate NFC contenders. Not like they're kind of in the hunt. I mean, like they're hunting to win the NFC this year. Buy or sell. Seems early. But why not be early to buy? I will be early to buy this. Uh, After what I saw on Thursday, the defense looked, (laughs) uh, I don't know if I would say championship level good, but I would definitely say playoff bound good enough. Um, I liked what I saw there. Jared Goff did his thing. He made timely throws. He was poised in the pocket. He did all of the Jared Goff things you want to see Jared Goff do. Uh, Nothing like out of his element, crazy, awesome, but uh, very workmanlike performance from Jared Goff. And I thought the running game 
it was okay. I didn't think the the offensive line was blowing the Chiefs off the ball by any means. They did on that last drive. I think the Chiefs defense got a little bit tired there, but for the, through the first three quarters, I didn't think ex- exactly what I wanted to see from the uh, Lions offensive line in their running game. It wasn't what I was expecting. I think they got some work to do in that department, but I think they put the league on notice. I will buy that, Dave. Gary know that I'm buying it, but um, I felt like the Lions, first of all, did not play their best game. I mean, it was week one. You're not going to see any of these teams. But September football looks very different than November football. Um, but they had the uh, same number of reps as the Chiefs going into this game, which is zero, right? Like game one. Let's just see what you're made of, see what you've been prepping for all offseason, see what all these new additions look like. And they went out, they beat the defending Super Bowl champs in Arrowhead Stadium, which is a very, very difficult place to play um, on the national stage. The most viewers to watch any game since the last Super Bowl and the entire country tuning in. Yeah, I think the league is officially put on notice. I love the way this team plays. Once again, did not play their best game. Jared Goff didn't play his best game, but he was good enough to get the win throwing wounded ducks in there to Josh Reynolds. Hey, that third and 12 or whatever that was, like that's a play you got to have right there. Didn't have their best running game, but you can see glimpses of it. You can see how David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs just complement each other well. You're going to see more of Jameer Gibbs, as Dan Campbell said. Um, I am... I'm just all in on this team, and um, I want to dial into a, a couple specific aspects, and we've kind of just touched on on um, on two things, actually. So, Brant, my next buy or sell for you is, speaking of rookie running back Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs will win Offensive Rookie of the Year, buy or sell. I'm going to go ahead and sell that. I think just because of the the split that he'll have with Montgomery, I don't think he'll have the red zone touches he might need. Now, he'll have some plays where he will take it 40, 50 yards to the house. I believe you will see some of that. But I'm going to go with sell that uh, mostly because of the split in the backfield with Montgomery. And rookie year, I don't know if he's used to. Obviously, I know he's not used to getting hit every single week by NFL players. That can be sometimes an adjustment period. So you could see him miss a game or two here or there. But I think uh, I think mostly due to the split with Montgomery, I don't see him winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going to go ahead and sell that as well for the same reason. And but really, I mean, it's not that. It really is not that far fetched when you start going through these names, especially this year, and looking like at wide receivers and all that. Like you don't have the Chris Olaves, the Garrett Wilsons. I'm just thinking of like the class last year. Um, you know. It, it's not that deep in terms of who's going to threaten to be offensive rookie of the year. Um, I, I think pr- probably the the only name that I would put above Jameer Gibbs, just as it stands right now, would be um, Bijan Robinson. And um, but he didn't get the bulk of the carries. Um, you know, this past weekend he got ten carries, but made a nice touchdown. You can already see they're going to run the ball, throw the ball to him. He looks elite. Um, I just think as the season goes on. 
I don't think they're going to overwork Gibbs. I mean, he's not even 200 pounds, and you need him to be durable. You need him to be on the field in December, and so you don't. He's not a running back that's going to be getting 25 touches a game. He's just not. Um, but he's a, he's a weapon. He is an absolute weapon. They, I think that they're going to continue to be very creative with him. You see the shiftiness. You see how elusive he is. He runs tough too for being that small. He's not easy to bring down. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a great chance of beating in this race actually. Um, and, but I think B. John Robinson is just right now. I mean, it's week one, you're looking at it at a glimpse, but just from touches alone and what the outlook of the season looks like that offense will run through B. John Robinson, the lions offense. I do not see running through Jameer Gibbs, but man, he's going to be a heck of a weapon. I absolutely love what that kid brings to the table. Dave. And I think the big difference is last year's class it didn't host quarterbacks like this class has in C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young as well. Don't forget about those two, Dave, um, where all it will take is is a few good games, I feel like, from maybe a couple of those guys, and they kind of sway the, sway the tables just because of them being quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. Um, Brant, next one, buy or sell. The Lions will finish the year as a top 10 defense. I'm going to buy that, Dave, and I'm going to buy it from what I saw on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to buy it from uh, some of this division as well, though. Um, Jordan Love looked great. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's going to be okay. I, th- I think he's going to have his ups and downs this year probably. But he went against the Bears, and, and Dave, I don't know if there's a more <laughs> questionable team in the league right now than what are the Bears. That was what was that? That was kind of a nightmare. And Jordan Love took it to him. Um, so I kind of like the way that the the division sets up for the Lions right now, especially defensively. Um, I, I think that they could have certainly the best defense in that division, and that can go a long way in being the best or a top 10 defense in this league. So I will buy that. Plus, I loved what I saw from the defensive line uh, on, on uh, Thursday night. I really did. And their secondary, obviously the pick six, a little bit of luck there with the uh, dip drill situation, but nonetheless was able to take it back to the house. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Kadarius Tony just dropped another ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's had what you would consider a rough week. Um, but no, I, I really do love the way that this defense uh, uh, is starting to shape up. And you're seeing guys really emerge off the scene. Um, and I really love the way the defensive line played, Div. I'm going to buy this as well. Um, I don't. We're not talking like top five defense, but I think when, when I say top 10, I think it's probably right around that range, which is a great leap for this team, especially given their age and experience and the amount of new pieces there. Aiden Hutchinson's a problem. He is an absolute problem. Um, that guy, although he did not get a sack, he is going to terrorize quarterbacks this year. They basically had to cheat um, to, to to try and block Hutch and play off him in ways that they're not even allowed to do. He He's just in on every single play, and his motor is just nonstop. Um, we have not seen the best of Aiden Hutchinson yet. His actual skills in getting to the quarterback, his ability to to to, to get in and not just rely on a – 
I know you heard the bull rush stuff kind of coming out of Michigan and all of that, but he's going to fine tune some things. He's only going to get better. Brand, I think he is going to be an absolute anchor of this defense. Josh Pascal played good as well. Um, I was very encouraged by him. Kaminsky, another guy who just he looked good. He he's in. He made a couple of key plays. Um, grinder, Jack, grinder, Jet Campbell. That, that pass breakup looked great. Brian Branch, right place, right time. But, man, pick six, your first game of the year. That does wonders for a kid's, uh, kid's confidence. And, I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Are you kidding me? Like, dude, he is, in my opinion, just what this team has been missing. He's the he leader of that a, defense already, yep. I think, Dave. He's a chirper. He's a, he's all those things. And he's a dog. He really, really is. And you, we have needed that, and I absolutely, man, I, I am totally. He could have had a couple of picks that night too. Um, he just had himself a great game, great making great plays on the ball. Super encouraged by by him. Cam Cam Sutton, I don't know. I mean, he looked he looked okay. Questionable pass interference call there, um, and we still haven't seen Emmanuel Mosley yet, who's not healthy, but he's on. You know, he's close to coming back. He's potentially a better cornerback than Cam Sutton. So, I mean. This defense, I'm pretty high on, um, and I, I think they are going to take a, a major leap. And I think Aaron Glenn has these guys ready to play, so I'm going to to buy that. All right, we went a little bit longer on those buy or sell, so we'll start moving through some of these that are non-Lions related. Brant, buy or sell. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to take a step back this year. I guess I'll define step back as not make the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship. Let's just put it that. Let's put that disclaimer on it. They can make the playoffs, but they won't make the championship game. I will buy that. I believe that the AFC is much tougher this year than it has been in years past. I love what I saw from the Dolphins and Chargers. I mean, I didn't love what I saw defensively, but offensively they can score with the Chiefs, that's for sure. And the Chiefs, you know, last year I felt like they kind of got by just kind of stringing it along as they went. This year, I'm not buying it, Dave. I will sell them to not make the AFC Championship game. But Brant, but Brant, they didn't have Travis Kelsey. But Brant. There's the asterisk. Thanks, Mike Tirico. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm going to buy this. Um, that is my step back as well, Brant. Obviously, taking a step back if you don't make the Super Bowl is one thing. But, I mean, the standard for the Chiefs is to make the AFC Championship. I don't think they get there this year um, unless they make some type of trade. Whether I mean, Patrick Mahomes needs help. I know Travis Kelsey was out, but those wide receivers are awful. Like, I don't know. they got to go get themselves like a Mike Evans or somebody like that to bring in because, um, man, it looks bad. And Patrick Mahomes did everything he could to save this team with his legs. I mean, he was... I thought he was still Patrick Mahomes, but this team—they're just not good right now. Um, and so, um, left a lot to be desired. It is early. It is week one. Week one Chiefs will look very different than week fourteen, fifteen Chiefs. Um, but I don't think they get there this year. I agree. I think the AFC is pretty, pretty deep. Um, next one, Brant, buy or sell. Jordan Love and the Packers are legit NFC North contenders this year. Sell. So. I will say I will say it again. I don't know what the Bears are. That was weird. It looked like crap. I don't know how well they're coached. I know Justin Fields is really good. I don't know anything else about the Bears that that is solid right now. I know Jordan Love played well enough to win the game, but he didn't blow me away by any means. I mean, he threw a couple touchdown passes, sure, uh, but they were short. 
Aaron Jones did a lot of work for him like he normally does for the first five weeks of every season, and then he'll fade away and we'll never hear from him again. I'm sure of that. So I am not buying the Packers as NFC North uh, contenders at the moment. I think that still belongs to the Vikings as of right now. And my preseason prediction of the Bears being the uh, team to challenge the Lions uh, I need to sell that right now. I need to sell that stock. I'm sure I can't sell for very much right now, but I will buy that the Vikings will be the contender, not the Packers or the Bears. I'll buy this just for the sense that I actually have, as it stands today, week after week one, I've got the Packers higher than, but well, the Bears just did not look good at all. That offensive line is going to get Justin Fields killed. Um, I... Just, I still stand by my, my stance on the Vikings. I just do not think that they're very good. Um, I thought the Packers, I think Jordan Love's going to be a pleasant surprise. Let me just put it that way, if you're a Packers fan. Um, I don't think he's he's great. I'm not saying he's going to be the next up after Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's Jordan Love for the next 20 years. But I think he's, I think he's good enough. I think he's pretty good. I mean, that was a pretty good debut. Um, and so, um, yeah, I will... I will say yes, I'm buying that they are currently better than those two teams and uh, will contend with the Lions for the NFC North. Brant, buy or sell, there's reason to be concerned about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's a major buy. I'll buy a lot of that stock. I am worried about their run game for sure. Um, I don't like Joe Mixon right now. I don't <laughs> I don't like their offensive line. I've never really liked their offensive line. But Joe Burrow was under pressure. Dave. When I saw his stat line, I said, 82 yards for the entire game? And wait a minute, Joe played the entire game? This can't be real. Um, and I know yeah, it's the NFL. You're going to have stinkers every now and again, and you're going to have to just throw game tape away and be like, ah, we got to start over week two, whatever. That looks like a real problem, Dave. And when you have dudes like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on the outside, 82 yards in a word is unacceptable. Unless you're you or I playing quarterback, Dave. That was really bad from the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I am concerned. I'm sorry, was that a buy? That they're they're awful? Yeah, yeah, you're you're you are buying. I said there's there's reason to be concerned about Burrow and the Bengals. I, I'm buying. Okay. I'm gonna sell that. Um they started similar last year. I know yeah, week one was real, real bad. Um but I just believe in Joe Burrow and all $275 million he just got with that contract. Um, Joe Cool, I just, he's just, I'm not out on him. It's one game. Um, I, I think that they will get better as the year goes. And to be honest, like, it will not surprise me at all if they are back in the AFC Championship. And I know, trust me. They looked bad. They looked real bad this past weekend. I, I'm what? not out on them. And and they're, and Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is the top top two wide receiver in in the league, um, and T Higgins. I don't even know if he caught a ball. That's not going to happen again. So I, I I just think that there is a lot of meat on the bone here still for for the Bengals. Maybe I should put that disclaimer in there. The Browns defense is really good too. I mean that thing's been built over years. That's a, that's a really good defense. So um, maybe we have to put that disclaimer in there as well. But like I said, I mean that is absolutely unacceptable from that Bengals offense to produce 82 yards passing and three points. Embarrassing. For sure. All right, two two more on the NFL, and then we will transition to some college football. Uh, Brant, buy or sell? 
the Dallas Cowboys will compete in the NFC Championship game this year. <laughs> I love that you asked me that. Look at that smile. Well, it's like that. I just asked you <laughs> if you think that the Cowboys are going to be driving a Lamborghini into the playoffs and then all of a sudden fly off the road and crash and burn. Yeah, Dave, I believe that's going to happen. No, I'm going to sell them as NFC Championship contenders or that they make the NFC Championship. You know, I love their defense. I really do. But don't tell me that Dak and that offense really impressed you that much. I mean, they are... I think they're middle-of-the-road offense. I really do. I, I don't think that if they got into a shootout that they could contend or, or I guess, keep point-for-point point with some of the best offenses in the NFL. I really do think that their defense is championship caliber. It was last year. And look at Tony Pollard got hurt, and all of a sudden the wheels came off. Like, I do worry about this offense. I think there are serious concerns. And then I watch a team like the 49ers play the Steelers and absolutely dismantle them. Their offense looked like it was never missed a beat. And guess what? Their defense is still just as good as it was for the last few years. So um, I, I compare them against a team like the 49ers, and I will sell that the Cowboys will make it there, Dave. I know. Go ahead and buy it. I have to sell it because I I just until September October November Dak shows up and I know he didn't play great he didn't really play bad either but didn't play that great th- this weekend forty zero is forty zero till till I can see what January Dak looks like in a different form that's not been the form that we have seen over the last several years I have to sell this I just cannot buy it. Um, the defense is for real. Like they, there is, they are arguably have the best defense in the NFL, top three, I would say, absolutely up there with the Niners, um, Jets. I like, I, I truly, I think those three teams right there, in my opinion, have the have the best defenses. And defense will take you a long ways. They continue to. This is the story of Dak Prescott, um, and so we will see how how this story ends. Um, I have seen how it's ended for several years now, um, but I, I just cannot buy it yet. Brant, I will just say, I, I would love if the Cowboys did something bold and traded like a second round pick to get Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I would love if they got a guy like Jonathan Taylor, uh, bring him in after week four, be there as security for Tony Pollard. I mean, good offensive line, two great running backs, wide receiver rooms pretty loaded. I would love to see them do that, but doubt it's going to happen. So anyway, Brant, last one here. Brant, buy or sell. Dan Campbell is your NFL Coach of the Year this year. Dave, I'm going to have to buy this. I I know I'm shocking the world right now. I am going to have to buy this. Is there a drop? <laughs> That's the kneecap drop. That's all I got for you. Yeah, I think we need to name our new Lions segment when we recap the Lions recaps for kneecaps. Um, I I really do think that Dan Campbell is absolutely going to be in the running for the coach of the year. I don't know how it's going to play out. I did did not like this at the beginning of the season. Well, the preseason, I guess I should say, coming into this year. Boy, you beat the Chiefs, that goes a long way. 
And this team looks motivated, and the defense looks fantastic. I will buy him for Coach of the Year. Brent, have you seen this guy talk to his team in the locker room? I mean, I I watch it and want to crawl off the couch and then find a way to run through the wall of my house for him. Um, I love this guy. I just do. Like, he is just the ultimate player motivator. Um, America's bought into to him, into the Lions. Um, I know I'm a Cowboys fan. You're a Cowboys fan. But um, – the Lions are America's team right now. I'll just name it. I, I think, truthfully, there are maybe outside of the NFC North rivals, um, everybody's pulling for this team. There's not a person on this planet that does not like Dan Campbell. Dude's going for it on fourth down on his own 20 to start the game in Arrowhead Stadium. Like, who else is doing that? I mean, get a wheelbarrow for this guy. Um, he is He is absolutely... a. I, there's nobody like Dan Campbell in the NFL. Um, and, and to be honest, Brant, I think just stuff like that goes a long ways when you're talking about who's going to be the coach of the year. It's a great story, um, and I can see how this thing's going to end. I'm going to buy this as well. I think Dan Campbell is your coach of the year this year. All right. Let's hop into our next segment, Brant. This is all college football, and I'm going to call this segment Burning Questions that we have now after week two. Um, Brant, I'm going to start here with Michigan. Is there a reason for us to be concerned right now about Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and the lack of a running game, or is that an overreaction? I think that's 100% an overreaction. This is still one of the top five offensive lines in college football. Those are two of the best backs in college football. I know I'm seeing a lot of stack boxes, whatever. I don't think we've seen a lot. (laughs) Okay, Dave, we're not X's and O's guys. I know that. But I don't think we've seen them unleash anything yet to try to get these guys some rushing yards. And have we seen them really play a third or fourth quarter, Dave? No, not really. Not really concerned about it. I'm not concerned. I don't think that's the right the right word, but I will say I think it's fair to ask questions right now. Like it's fair to ask is, you know, Donovan to me right now, I, I you can't doubt Donovan Edwards after what he put on tape last year. Like you don't just all of a sudden get worse from busting out those runs that he did against Ohio State and into the later part of the season when Blake went down. Um but I I think what I'm seeing right now with Donovan in particular is kind of what I saw at the beginning of last year, which is just his patience to hit a hole. And like, it's like once he finds that hole, he's gone. Um, But he just seems eager to get through it. And it's not necessarily there. He's not being a patient runner. And that was kind of a critique of him early on last year. So I'm not concerned, but I think it's just an area that you'll see him once again, continue to grow in this year. Um, People are talking about Blake and does he look a step slower I don't think so. I think there's something to the fact that um, this guy's coming off a knee injury. He could have went to the NFL. I think there's a little bit of hesitancy. It looked better in this second game. Um, but I think as these weeks go on, I mean, Blake's going to continue to get better and better. And no, I'm not concerned about Blake and Donovan. But I think, I don't want to say some of the criticism, but some of the questions are fair right now when you're looking at these two, and especially knowing that you've been touted as having the the best or one of the best offensive lines in the league. And I don't think that offensive line, um, at least in the run game, is quite there yet. They've got to continue to gel a little bit more with some of these transfers that came in. Um, but no, I'm not concerned. Um, all right, next qu- burning question that I have for you. Another one, is there a reason to be concerned? 
Is there a reason to be concerned the lack of Will Johnson on the field and the no appearance of Rod Moore? Yeah, that's a big concern. Um, one, because those are, are probably our two best secondary players. If you consider Mike Sanders still, you know, uh, Sanders still uh, and nickel, uh, uh, you know, a secondary player, then absolutely he's maybe they're all top three, whatever. Um, but yeah, there is major reasons to be concerned there, especially about Will Johnson. What are they considering this, Dave? Like a stress fracture situation or whatever? I don't know. Those are always murky. I don't like the sounds of any sort of stress-related situation where just rest only helps it. That does worry me. Rod Moore, he's the best safety on the team. I'm just going to say that. He's absolutely the most instinctual. He comes up in the box all the time. He's small, but he packs a huge punch. Uh, Rod Moore is kind of the captain of this defense, too. I, I do consider him that. And Will Johnson is the blockbuster player of this defense. So, Yes, absolutely. We need both of those guys, and we're going to need them by the time Rutgers comes to town. I completely agree. I'm very concerned. Very concerned because I don't buy any Harbaugh update or coaching update. I know these guys are working through something, and, oh, yeah, you might see them. You know who I heard that about all of last year? Nakai Hill-Green. You know who I never saw hit the field last year? Nakai Hill-Green. Um, I, I don't love it. I do not love it. They're, they are your two best players in the secondary um, by far, and it's it's very, very concerning. I don't buy either just, well, they need one more week of rest or five more days of rest is going to help. Like, what are we dealing with right now? It's so hard to know with the lack of transparency. Um, but, yeah, I'm absolutely concerned. And I think Michigan fans should be concerned, too, until they see those two guys out there on the field starting and playing through a game. So, yeah, I am concerned about that. Not early on in the season, but come October, both these guys better be on the field. Um, last burning question around Michigan Brandt. Is J.J. McCarthy on the path right now to have the best season ever for a Michigan quarterback? Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, we've talked about this before, Dave. Not a very high bar, but absolutely he is. Um, and not only that, he's definitely right now, I think, in the Heisman discussion. Um, not only because of his uh, accuracy numbers, but he's putting up some yards. He's putting up some touchdowns. Uh, he's doing his thing. And, you know, he looks... He looks like a Heisman contender, like he's not making dumb errors. He's not doing the things last year where he's scrambling around, throwing the ball behind his head, trying to throw it out of box. Like he's not doing weird things where your head scratching plays and you're like, dude, you've got to stop this. Um, he looks like an actual Heisman can candidate. And I know we talk about this all the time in September, right, Dave? Uh, Heisman contender for Michigan. But this is a dude that's actually got starts under his belt from last year. He's been to the college football playoff. He knows what it takes to get there. So I think there is a very good chance that not only does he break records at Michigan this year, but he also is in New York for the Heisman. Yeah, I think J.J. is the uh, – not the lone bright spot, but he's the bright spot of this team so far. He's putting up insane numbers against lackluster competition. The bottom line is, is that – the timing of his throws, the way he looks back in the pocket, so comfortable, so in sync with uh, with every guy on the team. I'm all in on Visor JJ. Like I don't know if it's the Visor or what. He just looks like a Heisman. So yeah, I am. I'm buying the JJ hype. That's surprised to nobody who's listened to this podcast over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, he is. 
He is certainly the bright spot of this Michigan team so far, and it is just a beautiful thing to say that about a quarterback at Michigan, finally. All right, Brant, shifting from Michigan, but a few more burning questions. Without getting into the details of Michigan State and Mel Tucker and that whole situation, is Michigan State better off without Mel Tucker, or will this just further push back the program? Now, mind you, as it stands today, I know it was reported he had been fired and whatever. He's just suspended, right? Like, that hasn't changed up till now? Make yeah, sure he's I just miss- sus- yeah, he's just okay. suspended. They got the hearing on October 5th and October yep. 6th. Okay, so so just to reiterate the question then, is Michigan State better off without Mel Tucker? Let's just say he's gone, or will this just further push back the program? So, okay, Um, this is kind of a two-parter. So I will say long-term, this is good for Michigan State. I do believe that they come out of the contract – Probably the best case scenario. Maybe you settle with him for eight to ten million or something, and you're able to pay him off and, and just kind of part ways with Mel Tucker, whatever. Um, for the short term, no, this is going to be really bad, um, and I think you're going to see it this weekend probably. The moment that they fire them, Dave, the moment that they fire Mel Tucker, do you know what they can do? Those boys can hit the transfer portal, and I think that you're going to see some guys hit it pretty hard. Um, they can bail on this team. Pullian, Mark D'Antonio, I'm not sure about that. I don't know how well that plays. I think for the short term, this is a complete mess. And with Michael Penix coming to town, that's not a great thing for your program to be going through when you're trying to face one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA. Definitely in the short term, yeah, I, I completely agree. I do think that this is... Best case scenario for Michigan State to get out of this contract. Um, I I just I don't see the direction of regardless of this incident and and what happened and what's decided in court. I I don't see any clear direction of this program. I mean, Brant, you say everyone you know if he leaves, everyone's going to hit the transfer portal. That may not be the worst thing. This team is they're not good. They're not talented, um, and. It's really kind of crazy to say that, you know, when you look two years ago where they were at, it just seemed like a totally different tune. But they're not a good team right now. They're not a good program. So they need some new leadership, some new something to happen. I don't know what this Mark D'Antonio thing is. I don't know what it looks like. Um, I mean, they're like, they've already built the statue of Mark D'Antonio or they are building it. Um, He's highly respected um, in Michigan State and rightfully so. I don't know what that means once again, but I I think this is actually going to be a good thing in the long term to move on from Mel Tucker. I just don't see where this is going. And he hasn't done himself any favors either. Even before this, we talked about it recently on the podcast. I just, he doesn't seem confident. He's got a lot of excuses, a lot of just, they need real leadership back there. And I, I think Michigan State will be happy in the long run to have somebody other than Mel Tucker running this program. Brant, Two more questions here, and then we'll get into the bets. Is Alabama finally taking its first step back under Nick Saban, or is Texas just really that good this year? They are fully taking a step back. Jalen Milrow is a running he's a running quarterback. He is not a throwing quarterback. He's not a dual threat. I, I've heard people call him a dual threat. This dude is not a dual threat. He can't throw the ball. He's not a very good throwing quarterback at all. 
He is very fast. Don't get me wrong. And you can beat some teams that way. You can win nine games that way, sure, because you're Alabama. You have some of the best offensive and defensive lines, whatever. But guess what? You're not going to win the SEC with this team. So for me, that's a step back for a team like Alabama when you're talking about in early September. We know that they're not going to win the SEC. Yeah, that's a step back. And uh, that's an indictment on Saban. There's no way around it. Uh, you had a chance to bring in a quarterback. You chose Tyler Buckner, who couldn't even get the job. I mean, we're talking about a Notre Dame reject, Dave. That that <laughs> You went out and hired Tommy Reese as your offensive coordinator. Another, people are head-scratching, like, Notre Dame's offense wasn't very good last year. Why did you bring this dude in? I don't know. I don't get it. Thoughts on Texas real quick? Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian is that dude. And, yeah, it probably hurt Saban to be like, that's an offense that I would like to have. And all of a sudden, I can't have that. Steve has that down in Texas. And they came in there. Dave, that game was only close because Texas made a few mistakes to keep it that close. I think Texas was that much better of a team. I wouldn't say much of a better program right now, but they can be. Saban's slipping here. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the Quinn Ewers shaved head or what it is. The mullet went bye-bye, and that program is just – yeah, they look good. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I actually put Texas in my college football playoff prediction before the season started. Um, I I don't know if they're that good, to be honest. Um, they definitely were the better team than, than Alabama, and it was clear, just like you said. I think the score was a lot closer than it actually was. Um, Brian, I think this is – I think Nick Saban teed this up for a while. When all the NIL stuff started happening, do you remember his whole stance on this? He was concerned about college football. He was concerned about that it would further create the big dogs and then everybody else would be left behind. But really, Brant, we all knew all along that Nick Saban knew that there was a lack of NIL that was going to happen to Alabama. And guess what, Nick? College football's caught up to you. I do. I think that's exactly what's happening to Alabama. You're seeing these recruits that they've just perennially gotten go elsewhere. And um, I think it's absolutely tearing him up. And I I think that we are seeing the exit of Nick Saban. I don't know if it'll be after this year, but I think his, his days or at least his years are numbered under Alabama. I think he's ready to get on out and keep his legacy intact. All right, Brant, last burning question before the bets you got to save Coach Prime for last. Brant, is Colorado a real threat to win the Pac-12 this year? Dave, what is going on in the Pac-12? Is that the is that the best conference in college football right now? I think we both have to agree, yeah, it is right now. Now, you might be able to say, no, nah, I still think the Big Ten or SEC are probably better than them. But based on results on the field, absolutely you can't say that. By far, Pac-12 has been the best conference. I think that Colorado is probably a top three team out there right now. It's wild. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like, I know I've never seen anything like 80 players that have come in brand new, gelled like this, all of a sudden we're 2-0 and and beat two Power 5 schools. This is unreal. They are, <laughs> they are a legit Pac-12 contender. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Prime has shut everyone up. Props to Coach Prime. He deserves all his flowers. He's got them out there working, doing their thing. Dave, they were the Fox Big Noon kickoff. <laughs> I, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Boulder, Colorado not in the mountain Two, time zone? 
Did you hold on? Did you see the buffalo run out onto that field and how electric that place was? That okay. dude, the energy around that team right now is like like where have these Colorado football fans been when they were winning one game like a year ago? Like it is absolutely insane what's happening right now. So that's what's funny is like you said that about the electricity in the stadium. That's ten a.m. right. If they're kicking off at noon, that means it's 10 a.m. Oh. in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> and that place was bumping. I couldn't believe it. People are bought into it. I'm bought into it. I got I'm, – Shadur I'm Sanders, dude, <laughs> Travis Hunter, those two right there, I'm like, I'm in on. Yeah. I loved it, man. And maybe Nebraska's not any good. I guess we really don't know. But they absolutely beat the brakes off them, Dave. Um, so – I'm into it, man. Uh, I think they got the late game this weekend. They they host Colorado State, I believe. I'm going to be watching it just because it's going to be Saturday night football, and I want to watch Prime's team. Hey, Dion kept the receipts, man. When Matt Rule was talking about you know Dion and what he was doing and all these transfers not being good for for college football. Dion kept the receipts, and uh, and so did his son as well. I just love it, man. They're just. Dude, it is hard not to like them right now. I mean, some people would argue and be like, "They're I cannot stand like just his how Coach Prime is and the arrogance and this and that." Dude, that swag of that program, like I'm about to buy myself some Colorado gear. Like I am so bought in on this team. I'm pulling for them. Um, I I, I love this storyline and I'll be following it closely. All right, Brant, let's get on out of here with the betting segment. Dave, let's talk about you first. What a bounce back from the kid. He goes one and five a week ago, or oh and five, one of them. <laughs> oh and five a week ago, whatever it was, uh, to four and four for five last week. Way to step up your game, man. Well, I, that was beyond embarrassing to lay that <laughs> goose egg the week before. So I am happy to redeem myself. But if that is not sports betting in a nutshell right there, that is. No, it really is. Um, so so Dave on the season brings him to 5 for 13, which is uh, a 40% clip right now. But he's improving. All right. That, that 0 for a week really killed me. <laughs> It really did. Uh, and I am sitting at 8 for 14 with um, – so that's like a 58% clip, which is right where you want to be as a sports gambler. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. And uh, and the back-to-back lock of the weeks have really helped me get to where it was. And I was telling you earlier this week, Dave, I had last week's lock of the week as Christian McCaffrey touchdown. If you guys didn't see that touchdown run, that was – Maybe it was a pass. I can't remember. It might have been a screen pass. Anyway, it was wild. He was spinning off defenders, doing Christian McCaffrey things. So glad the NFL's back. Uh, anyway, dude, let's get into the best bets this weekend. Let's, we got one college game that we're going to go over, Dave, and it is the Washington Huskies traveling to East Lansing, taking on the Mel Tuckerless uh, Spartans. Spartans getting 16 and a half at home. That's a dangerous number, dude. It is. Um I, I I think this is not a, another shot at Michigan State. I just think Washington is really good. Michael Penix Jr. is really good. Brant, we remember the game from last year. Um, that score should have been a lot worse. I, I don't know how much better State got. I think Washington is better than they were last year, um, or arguably the same. I would say better, though. Um, I, I will take them to cover 16.5 points. 
I like that as well, Dave. I will take the 16 and a half and roll with it. Um, I, I, t- I, sh- I should say I will take Washington to cover the 16 and a half. Um, okay. Vikings at Eagles. This is a Thursday night game, Dave. Um, boy, did the Eagles want to give the Patriots a win last week. That came down to the wire. It had no business being that close, I feel like. But uh, we already talked about the Vikings a little bit. I know you're not high on them. Do you like uh, the Eagles favored by seven at home? By seven? No. Um, I would take the the Vikings plus seven. I, I just – the Eagles' defense, especially the secondary, I should say, um, is definitely not what it was. You're seeing their losses. Um, and I was not super impressed with them um, last week. wasn't super impressed with Jalen Hurts either. He's on my fantasy team. Not thrilled about that. Good job, Pat. Um, but yeah, I, I will. I will take. Uh, I will take the Vikings plus seven. I think these Thursday night games are weird too. They're just always close, kind of low scoring. Um, I, I like that number. What about you? Uh, back to back again, Dave. Together, um, I'll take the Vikings in the points. Seven points is a lot in the NFL, um, especially for the Thursday night game. I do like the fact that. Justin Jefferson didn't score last week. I feel like that means he's going to score at least once this week. He still put up a, a ton of yards. The dude's going to be him. But if Kirk Cousins can limit the mistakes, the Vikings could potentially win this game, I think, Dave. So for those reasons, I'll roll with the Vikings in the seven points. Dave, game of the weekend for us probably. Seahawks coming back to Detroit after last year dropping I don't know how many points it was, 49-52. They dropped all the points last year on the Lions. Do you like the Lions favored by five and a half at home against Geno Smith? Um, gosh, I, I five and a half points is a lot, too. I, I, I will take the Seahawks plus five and a half. The Seahawks did not look good. They seemed like what you would think they should have looked like last year under Geno Smith. I know he got the contract and all of that, um, but... Uh, five and a half seems seems like a lot of points. I do think the Lions win this game, but I will take Seattle plus five and a half. What about you? I absolutely hate this because I'm taking the Seahawks as well. I do not like to do this. But Dave, I, I believe that the Lions can win this game by a field goal. But I think that this, this is the NFL, dude. This is going to be a close game, I feel like. I, I do like what the Seahawks bring to the table. Although they kind of got schlacked by the Rams last week. It's week one stuff. I believe that the Seahawks are still a good football team. Give me the five and a half points, please. Okay, moving on. Jets at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by nine and a half at home. Home opener. Who are you rolling with? Gosh, um, this is going to be a defensive battle. Are you already Um, taking the under? Yes, absolutely (laughs) taking the under. Um, you know what? This is going to actually, I think, may, maybe be a surprising pick, but I am going to take the Cowboys to cover nine and a half, um, which I never do with the Cowboys, but I'm just envisioning Zach Wilson being Zach Wilson and this Cowboys defense having, honestly, another touchdown or two. Um, I don't know what the offense will look like. The Jets defense is very good, um, but... I think they over. I think their defense is very good. I think they overperformed last uh, last night against the against the Bills. So I will take the Cowboys to cover nine and a half, and that is a big scary spread. I'm not super confident with that pick. What about you? Thank you, Dave, because I was taking the Jets with nine and a half anyway. 
Um, I would love it, obviously, at 10.5. I think that would be just a home run for either one of us. But 9.5 will work for me. I think you talked about the defenses, which is where I was going to go with this. But I also think the Jets can really run the ball now, okay? And I don't know (laughs) – the Giants could not do anything against the defensive line uh, for the Cowboys. So they were getting no push. They didn't even try to run the ball, Dave. They abandoned that early on in that game. So for those reasons, I think that Jets could probably run the ball, control some of the clock. I do think it's going to go under. I think this game's sitting at like 40 points. I would definitely take the under on that. Um, but I, 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 the Zach Wilson factor does scare me. But I don't think he's airing it out a ton here, Dave. I think that they try to keep it on the ground. And would it surprise you if they rushed for like 150 or 200 yards on the Cowboys? I don't think that would shock you. So for those reasons, I'll take the nine and a half points. All right, moving right along, Dave. Last game of the week that we're going to talk about. Dolphins at Patriots. Tyreek Hill keeps on doing Tyreek Hill things, dude. (laughs) Tyreek is insane. (laughs) He is absolutely insane. And don't tell me the Chiefs are missing that, dude. Um, so, uh, the Patriots are getting two points at home. No confidence in the, in the Patriots. Um, all the confidence in the Dolphins right now. I will take the Dolphins cover two. I love that. Um, that's actually, to me, feels like a lock of the week. I know you're about to lead us into that, but, um, yeah, I, that's interesting. Very interesting to me. Gotta see if that run game starts to click for the Dolphins. I don't love it being like Raheem Mostert and, I mean... I don't know. A chain is back there. They drafted him. If they get that run game going, dude, th- this offense is going to be unstoppable. What about you? Dave, I will grab the Patriots with the two points. Um, and then that will lead us into the lock of the week. Um, I will take Maryland over Virginia, 13 and a half. You got to cover. I think Virginia's terrible. I will take Maryland to cover that number. All right. Talia Tango Viola. All right, I like that it. That was a name. You tried. That I tried. Talia Tagovailoa. How was that? I tried. Talia. <laughs> Talia, Talia. It's like TJ's dog's name, isn't it? All right. Um, anyway, thank you for sticking with us. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the Garage Takes Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us, subscribe on our YouTube channel as well. We greatly appreciate the support. Uh, support, sorry. Um, and we're glad to be back. Full fledged football season. Let's go. We're here. Lions 1 and 0. Michigan 2 and 0. Um, life is pretty good. We will see you guys next week on Garage Takes. Powered by Riverside. You all right? Yeah.